Amen. Well, welcome, everybody. Do y'all ever have those mornings where you're just kind of tired out and just kind of feel kind of lazy? Well, that's not today. We're ready to jump in. I was sitting there thinking today, I said, man, you know, I get a little warm sometime, and I think, man, get all prayed up and ready to roll. And I was like, I can rest later because the message is just too important. Is everybody happy to be here? Good deal. Good deal. Well, we're going to jump right on in. And if you can see our title up there, it says the dividing line. And I said, what divides people in life really is, is, is kind of simple. A lot of times we think that it's race or money or jobs or status or all these different things, you know. But, but I want you to listen to this. I, I shared this a little bit in one of the slides last week, and it just really kept churning in my spirit. What really separates is this. It's whether you choose to live your life for the world God created or if you choose to live your life for the God who created this world. Are we going to live for God or are we just going to kind of exist in what's going on? I woke up this morning and, and I don't know exactly what I put down there, but I think I can get it together. And the Lord was just showing me, you know, a lot of times you, know, you talk to people and say, boy, well, let's just try to make the best of it. You know, and I wrote something down on Facebook. I usually try to put an encouraging word out there for the, for the home team and anybody else. And I said, you know, we think about that. Don't just make the best of the day, but make today the best day you can. You know, because you got a choice. You've got a choice and sometimes you don't feel like it. You ever feel, do you ever feel like you might not be saved? Don't believe it. If you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, he said you are. See, so it's not always about feelings. The other day we were talking, uh, I was walking by a little uh, work area at work and, uh, and it came up. And, and I always say this from time to time when, when, the, when the opportunity comes up. The difference between joy and happiness Happiness is based on happenings. If everything's good, you're good. But the deep-rooted joy that we have is found in Jesus Christ. Amen? That's what this whole message is about. And I tell you what, there are some dividing lines that we come across in life. And I want to read a lot from my notes because I took a lot of time to put them down here. And I had some really good thoughts that the Lord was showing me. And I listened to a couple sermons that really inspired me this week. And I said, man, Lord, this is just going to unpack real big. So, Lord, take the wheel. That's what we're going to do today. I'm going to hold on and see what he's got. So, so today we're going to be reading in our Bibles in Luke 16, 19 through 31. If you got that, I got most of the scripture up here. I always try to put it up here, but I always encourage you to bring the word of God with you. Amen. And today we're going to be looking at that. And it's a story that many of us have heard over the time, but I believe God's going to show us a little bit deeper understanding this, in this passage this week. And this is the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, also known as the poor man in the story. But let's take a deeper look. And, you know, when we're talking about a parable, it's really a snapshot of the kingdom to God, of God to show us a little bit more about the God of the kingdom, to show us a little bit more about our Heavenly Father. How many know when you look at things in this world and you look at things up against the backdrop of, of, of the word, they're pretty different at times, isn't it? And the longer I live, the more different it gets. And guess what? God's word ain't changing. So what does that tell you? We need to stick close to, to the script. That's what my buddy always says. Uh, I had a friend of mine that used to do some Bible teaching for us and, and fill in and stuff like that. I said, man, I said, that was a great message. He says, I always find when I stay close to the script, I do all right. And what he was saying is, if I stay in his word, we're going to be all right. I want to tell you today, let's stay in his word because we're going to be all right. So I want to uh, look at a few more things here. And, and I really thought about this, just like Tanya mentioned, with uh, some of the families losing people that are, are, are close in our area and stuff. But, you know, people, we know people that, that leave this world every day. And we want to make sure that we do all we can to point them to Jesus. Amen. 
and we feel for the families that left, are left behind. But how about you, as you get older, how many people think a little bit more about death? Yeah, yeah we do. We do. Now, I want to say this. I do too. Every time I think about doing a funeral or anything, but I'm not over, it's, it's, it's more from an inquisitive part. It's more than every day that goes by, that means I'm going to get closer to seeing Jesus because I know him. How about you? See, when you know the Lord, it's not a fear factor. It really shouldn't be because we know what his word says. We know what his promise says. So we can have confidence in that. Now, I don't think anybody wants to leave here early, right? I want to accomplish things. I want to train up my children. I, I want to be useful in the kingdom of God. But when the time comes, you guys make sure you have a celebration. Not because I'm gone, because you know where I'm going, okay? <laughs> I want to make sure you all understand that. You say, man, all right. But that's, that's the way it goes. And, um, and, and it's very painful for those left behind. And it's tough. And, and I'm not making uh, any comment about that it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is this. What really matters is what you believe before you leave here. What you have received before you leave here makes all the difference. Amen? That's the dividing line. What are you going to put your faith and trust in? And so as I look at this, I said, man, Jesus in this story really gives us a great snapshot of two points of view. Two men in this story, and each guy's life is very different. One was a somebody, one was a nobody. You know, one, one loved God, one loved gold. So there's a lot of things going on here. But what he really does, he really starts honing it in on what will we believe, all right? So with that being said, I want to say this, this little statement that I that I think is really going to impact our life. You're going to say, man, buddy, you said it about 12 times a day. Yeah, because I want you to hear it and I want you to grab hold of it. Today's decisions determines tomorrow's destiny. You think about that. We went to eat last night and took the guys to, what is that, Yukahami Yaka, where they chop the stuff up and throw it everywhere and it's real good? Yeah, that's good. And so you sit with a lot of people that you don't know. Not for too long because you know how shy I am. I'm going to find out, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Hey, what's happening? And we were talking to folks there, and there was two young girls there, and they were talking about going to school and things. And this one young lady had, uh, Thomas was talking to her, and, and, and he had ended up knowing someone from school. And what, what I was taking in is the girl said, yeah, but, but I'm already out of school. And Thomas was like, so where do you go to school? And we are talking, she said, did that. And, and what I'm getting is, she had a plan. She chose her destiny, and she was working towards that. Well, she, was, she worked full time, and she went to school. And now she works over at... Uh, yeah, CHKD over there. And I thought that was really amazing, you know, because a lot of times it's tough just going to school. It's tough just working. But to do both and be in that field, I was really impressed. And I thought about that, that, that line. I said, you know what? Today's decision determines tomorrow's destiny. She had to make a choice to stick to the stuff. I'm sure that, that there was days that she's like, I don't want to play no more. Anybody have them? I'm just done. But she said... She said this, and, and you know, I, I think every day is an opportunity to do ministry. God's speaking to us and, and through us and through other folks. She says, you know, I said, how's that traffic? We're just making small talk. She said, sometimes it's a little tough. She says, but you know what? When I wake up in the morning and know I'm going to my dream job and I can make a difference in somebody else's life, it's all good. I was like, man, she didn't even know she was preaching my message. I was like, that is so cool. But I guess along the way, just like I said, there's probably some times that it gets a little tough. Does life get a little tough sometimes? Absolutely. So we look at things. It's about what are we going to choose out of what we got? 
You know, you can look at somebody's situation and go, man, I just can't believe this is going on and everything else. But to another person, take your job, for example. Yeah, okay, you make X number of dollars. Pick a number, any, 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 $20 an hour. Well, you know, sometimes you go, man, I'll tell you what, I'm working, I'm working. Well, to that guy's making $5 an hour, I bet you he'd want to take it. You know what I mean? So it's all in our perspective. So keep that in mind. But again, I want to pull back into the story. Uh, I said, this, you know, this, it's not so much how you start out, it's how you finish. Aren't you glad of that? I mean, so anybody had some, some rough starts? Anybody had to do a couple of retakes? <laughs> All right, yeah. Sometimes we got to regroup, you know? I, I heard this a long time ago, and it, it just popped in my mind here now. There was a lady on TV, one of those things when you can't sleep, it was an infomercial or something like this to go back to school and different things. And uh, the lady was 50 years old. That seems very young right now. <laughs> At the time, I said I didn't think it was. And uh, the guy was talking, she says, he says, man, what is it that you always wanted to do in life? She said, well, you probably laugh. She said, I always wanted to be a lawyer. And at that time, I think it said it would take five years. Whatever. Now it's eight years, I guess, or maybe longer. And so he told her, he said, uh, well, ma'am, how old are you? And she says, I'm 50 years old. See, she was looking at life had already passed her by. And the guy helped her shine a little light little perspective on what was going on. He said, well, how long, how long is the school? And we know it's about eight years now. So he said, oh, about eight years. He said, well, ma'am, how old will you be in eight years? And she's looking like, come on now, I'll be 58. He said, well, you could be 58 with a law degree or you could be 58 without. And I thought that's always stuck in my mind. You know, you, if, you, if you're here, you're going you're gonna to reach that age, Lord willing. But the decisions you make today is going to impact what's going on tomorrow. Now, that's just an everyday life. We can see that. But what about for eternal life? That's why it's so important to make the most of every opportunity to share Jesus with the world every day, every way, everywhere. And, you know, you wouldn't think that maybe in the grocery store you'd get to share your faith, do you? I do, right? Sometimes, sometimes there's tests in the grocery lines, but y'all have to listen way back to one of those stories that I won't go through it again. But wherever you're at, you're a canister of grace, man. You, you're packing the Holy Spirit with you wherever you go. And this is not in the notes. I'm just giving you what the Lord's laying on my heart. Because I know that each one of us want to make a difference. But we got that dividing line. And just like we said, it's the whole thing. Will you trust in the Lord. So let's take a look at this. I'm going to do a little reading and kind of pull it back and forth. Okay, everybody all right? Hope you guys can see that okay. I'm going to get my notes up here and we're going to kind of work through this. Everybody doing good? What do you say? Amen. Amen. That sounds great. So good to have everybody. So the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Here we go. This is Luke 16 through 19, uh, 16, 19 through 31. And it starts out, says, Jesus says, there was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and line and line. Line, what is that? Fine. That's what. Okay, fine linen. I look like I said that is not an L in there. Fine linen, and he who lived each day in luxury. Now let me tell you, just back then, if you had purple and all that, those things, and the fine linen, they, that right there, you could separate them. You knew that they were doing all right for themselves. Okay, so I'm setting the stage with this. And at his gate laid a poor man named Lazarus who was covered with sores. As Lazarus laid there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick his open sores. Now, I want to go back for just a second here. And we're starting to set the stage here. This guy was doing all right, wasn't he? By the world standards. You know, 
And I thought, man, this is this seems kind of tough. What are, what are you showing us here, Lord? Let me tell you, we, we talked about this. If the Lord mentions something in his word, there's a reason he mentioned it in his word. I like looking through that. I said, well, what does it mean with the with the dog licking the, the, the wounds and stuff? And I start studying on that. And, and, you know, I'm not telling you to go out there and have your dog do surgery on your leg. But what they find is there's different enzymes that they find in the mouth of dogs that are, that are good. There's some bad, but some good. But also that those dogs, a lot of times that they would lick and clean the sore to help them out. I thought that was just amazing. There's a reason that God's putting all these things in here. But let's go back to the main thing. We go back and we see that there's very different position of what's going on. How many know it's all level at the cross? Aren't you glad? So I go back to here and I said, there was a pretty interesting thing in this story. Now, the rich man appears to have it pretty good. Got a lot of different things where the poor man Lazarus doesn't. Do you know this when I start researching? Out of all the parables, the snapshots, the stories that Jesus told, do you know that there's only one story in there that he uses a man's name? This is it, Lazarus. Isn't that kind of interesting? I said, well, man, isn't that something? I said, well, what is that? So I started looking. Look, look at this. Do you know what the word, the name Lazarus means? Anybody know that? Look at this. It says, in God I trust, or God is my help. So we have one man that's trusting in gold and one man trusting in God. There's a big difference, isn't it? Let's keep on unpacking this here. And so this is what he's really saying. It wasn't so much a difference between a, a rich man or a poor man, but it was a man that was trusting in God who had a relationship with God. How many know that's all the difference in the world? That's the dividing line. Amen. So what we want to look at here is that, you know what? That's a decision we need to make today. Not tomorrow, not next week or anything else. Let's jump back over here to our reading. Okay. Come down to 27. It says, finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to, to, to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried and his soul went to a place of the dead. There in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. He goes on down to say 24. Excuse me, I said 22, but now we're at 24. Um, the rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue. I'm in anguish in these flames. You know, prior to that, he didn't have a whole lot of use for Lazarus, did he? But that dividing line changed everything. It changed that man's perspective, didn't it? And I said, you know, when we look at this, there was an obvious dividing line. There was a great separation, a great chasm, okay? But what did the first thing he, he desired mercy. How many desire mercy and grace? Amen. All right, let's keep on going. I'm going to read through this and we'll pick up a little speed. We go on over here. You got, whoop, sorry, Tim. Man, I'll tell you what, he's got it. Thank you. And we're going over here. It says, but Abraham said to him, son, remember that during your lifetime, you had everything you wanted and Lazarus had nothing. So now he is here being comforted and you are in anguish. And besides, there is a great chasm. Look at that. Separating us. No one can cross over to you from here and no one can cross over to us from there. Then the rich man said, please, father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home. For I have five brothers and I want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. Man, isn't that something? See, when everything got stripped away, he didn't stop. It wasn't all about him anymore, was it? When you start seeing things for what they really are and you get things exposed to your life and there's something going on. And then when everything's stripped away, guess what? Usually what happens, you start being compassionate for others. Amen. You know, when you've been through something... 
and you come out the other side or been through something, you're spirit, something in the midst like this man is, you start saying, man, I don't want nobody to go through this. I don't care if you've been through some tough time with money. You come out the other side, you know, uh, or, or going through some stuff. You look at things different. If you get that call, like some of these families have got, you start seeing things all different in just a second. All this, when you get that call from the doctor with that report that you weren't waiting on, you were waiting on the good report and you get a different report, things start to change. And what we see here, his heart started to change. But there was a great chasm. So the reason I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to tell you early, tell you now, because now's the day to make that decision, okay? Look what happened. He didn't have a choice then. It was done. I want you to see this. That's why the urgency is so strong in what we do in delivering the message, amen? Let's go back down here. I think we're at 29, right? It says, but Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them. Your brothers can read what they wrote. I want you to look at this real close. The rich man replied, no, Father Abraham, but if someone is sent to them from the dead, then they will repent of their sins and turn to God. Look at this. Look at this right now. Last line. But Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. Well, that's really timely, isn't it? You know, Jesus rose from the dead and people still want to argue about it and this and that and doubt it and everything, won't read the word and everything else. And he's saying, man, you know what? If you just send some, just send him back from the grave, they'll believe. How many people have talked to other people and you start sharing your faith about something and they, they want all these signs and wonders and this and that and all these different things, but they won't read the word. Now, we're going to get into that in just a minute right here. Aren't you glad for people that go out and share the word? I know I am. Y'all, many of y'all know I got saved from a Bible track on Halloween night in 1995. Somebody came outside the, the, the church to share that with us. Well, yesterday was a good day. How many people had a good day? Good, good. I was out doing what I love to do, washing cars. People think that's crazy. I like because it, it's almost like a treasure hunt. I can wash them up and do a few things and then poof, you can automatically say, wow, that's worth something. And this just came to me. That's kind of what God did to us. But he didn't just wash us up or anything else and paint over it. He cleansed us. Amen. And look at us now. Man, through the eyes of the Lord, God sees you perfect. Amen. So I'm out there cleaning up. I'm doing a few things. Tanya and Tim come by. And man, I got this leg moving. They say, man, you're really doing good. I'm out there. And then all of a sudden, on our little circle, we see three ladies coming around with the Bible and stuff like this. Here they come. And I'm just looking over there and say, oh, that's good. Somebody's out pounding the pavement. Hopefully they're pounding the pavement for Jesus. Because if they come over here and they're not pounding the pavement for Jesus, we will have a conversation. So here we go. I'm just going on about a business, going about a business. Here they're coming around. And they're at the end of the driveway. So what do I do? I run in the house. No, I meet them at the driveway. How you doing? How you doing? And I could tell right then by what they had in their hands, they would talk about Jesus. I said, how y'all doing? She says, well, we're out just making sure people get to hear the gospel of Christ. I says, so you know Jesus? He says, yes, we do. I said, we're on the same team. Good. I said, come on up. So look, now they've been to door after door after door after door. And all I could see from everywhere I was at, you hear this. Door shutting. But see. It's nice to have a cheerleader sometimes, isn't it? It's nice to have somebody on the same team, a friendly face. So we're out there, and I said, y'all, come on up here. Y'all want anything to drink? Y'all, y'all, we're doing good. And they were talking about the church and everything else. But she said this. They said, 
We don't care what church they go to as long as they're preaching the word. But we want them to know Jesus. I was like, I like you guys. I just like you guys. This is great. So we talked to them and I was able to give them some CDs and encourage them and everything else. And they got ready to take off with me, Tanya, and Tim said, whoa. They go, yeah. I said, we're going to pray over you before you leave here. So we had a little prayer meeting out there on the hood of the Mustang. Like that. You know? And I said, thank you for being diligent and in a sense of urgency of getting that word out. Because what does it just say? It talks about in God's word. Even if somebody came back from the dead, if he just sent Lazarus, they'd still doubt it. But what happens is when you have the hearing of God's word, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. When somebody's preaching that gospel, right? I'm going to get ahead of myself, but look, look how God shows us. That is what makes the difference. Holy Spirit's going to draw men, and then they're going to respond to the truth of God's word. So look, you are never going to go it alone. Amen. Sometimes we feel like, man, I don't know what to say. I'm going to tell you that God will fill your mouth when you stretch out. Amen. So everybody doing good? So when we get back on our regular schedule program, I just like to throw those little things in because living life is ministry, right? It is. Just like when I went back to talking about that girl real quick. She said this. She says, you know, on those long days when somebody will, I will be the only one that they let come back and help them. See, she's already made a relationship with some of the patients, some of the kids, and some of the family. And they said, no, we want this girl. We want this girl, this girl. She said, that makes all the difference of the world. Do you know when God looked across the world, he said, I want this one. I want this one. I want this one. I want this one. I pick you. You know? I always think about that. Y'all used to play that Red Rover, Red Rover. You know, send somebody back. You don't like to be the last one to send over, right? You don't want to be the last one picked for baseball and everything like that, right? Man, God says, hey, you're, you're the one. Man, how does that make you feel? You're the one. He sees value in you on your worst day. Anybody ever have a bad day? Man, I need to hang out with y'all sometimes. No bad days? <laughs> we have some tough days, don't we? But in the midst of that, God says, you know what? You're worth it. When we feel worthless, God says, you're worth it. And I want to tell you, you're worth it. Amen. So let's keep on going here. I'm going to jump on to our next slide. So with all this being said, setting the stage about the dividing line, you got the rich man, you got the man that knows God, who, who in this story is the poor man. But really, it's not about so much about, it's really about this. And I'm probably jumping through my notes, but I love this. It's really, the story is about a rich, poor man and a rich, poor man. Did I say that right? It's really about... The guy that had it all, he didn't have nothing. The rich man was poor, but the poor man was rich because he knew Jesus. That's why you write it down, because you can't probably say it if you don't. But you knew what I meant, right? <laughs> but let's keep on going. So here's the question. How will you live? I love Miss Tanya. you got these uh, great signs for us up here. Decisions, determine, destiny. Man, that's right on time. So here you go. Will you live in peace? Because there's a choice, right? Think about that. Knowing Christ brings peace. And I, I wrote this. I said, do you know why there is so many arguments? And this is what I believe. Because many folks don't have the peace. Right? They let everything in the world rattle them. I can be that guy sometimes. I can be that guy sometimes. But I have to go back and go, wait a minute. So, you know, I said, man, this, this, is, this is the wrong way to go. I mean, Lord, help me focus on, on what you got. We get this critical spirit, and all the time we just, ah, 
I don't want to live like that, man. God paid way too high a price for me to live like under this pressure, right? That doesn't mean willy-nilly, I don't care, whatever. No, it means, you know what? That there is peace in the name above all names. And that's Jesus, amen? Here's something else to see. A lot of times, will you live in fear? A lot of people live in fear. Man, well, let's look at this. I said, if you truly believe God's in control, then we shouldn't be living in fear. Amen? Do you believe God's in control? I want you to hear that. We need to be living by faith. And how do we do that? We need to be listening to his word. Again, we need to receive it. I said, you know what? But that takes making a decision. There's that dividing line again. What do you believe? And then, once you find out what you believe, is it with the word of God? Are you lining your life up with the scripture? Are you lining your life up with the truth of what God says? And then, will you share it? That's the whole thing. When I think about that, with the ladies going back and forth, they were kingdom-minded. Their hearts were about people knowing the Savior. Can you say that that's, that's an urgency in your life? I know for me, that's, that's something that... That I prayed one of the first prayers I prayed after I got saved. I remember the pastor said, he said, you need to pray for a heart for the lost. And I said, Lord, I don't want nobody to go to hell. I want people to know you. Help me. Put, put that in my heart that I will be somebody that, that shows them the way. Well, he granted that prayer. There's some days I miss it by a long shot. But I'm going to tell you, my heart is in the heart of our church. And I know it's your heart. Is for people to know Jesus. Amen. That's the dividing line. That's what it's all about. We could come here and say, you know what? Love your neighbor. That's good. We could come here and say, you know what? Potluck next Sunday. You know? Wow. We could do a lot of good things. But if we don't have the God thing, we've missed it. So I I tell you today, I pray that when we go back through here, that we live in peace. Because God bought it. Brought, bought that for us That we do not live in fear What happens And we talk about this a lot And there's a reason It's not that I just like repeating myself It's because I deal with this all the time I talk to people about this all the time Fear Well I'm afraid about that I'm afraid not I'm afraid Well I'm well, Why are you so afraid I listen to a lot of different things And preaching and this And reading and doing stuff And, and I had a guy the other day He says you work full time And you pastor full time I go yes He goes how do you study I say, I go to sleep with stuff on my head, my brain, with, 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 with earphones on and everything else. I'm reading stuff all the time. I'm taking notes on the back of different things. I'm, I'm, I'm writing on my hands. I'm putting it on my phone. Anything I can get, when something comes up, I go, man, Lord, show me more about that. Do you know when God gives you that nudge? Boom, boom, boom. See, this message has been brewing around in my heart for about two weeks. And I said, okay, I know it's not ready for this week, but everybody I ran into, it tied in this week. I said, this must be the week. This must be the one. And then with things un- unfolding with different families that we know that are losing people, um, it just really seemed timely. But we know that God is always on time, don't we? We serve an on-time God. But let me remind you of this. Can you all read that? Read that with me. Today's decision determines tomorrow's destiny. Do you believe that? I tell you, it's true. It is true. It is true. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing all right? All right, let's look at this. Death has no favorites. You ever heard of that? You ever heard that saying, has no favorites? It it will take anyone it can and earlier if it's able. It really will. 
So look at this. It doesn't matter if you're young or old, you know. And I thought about what Tony said. We mentioned that we continue to lift up the, the Jones family as well as some of the other ones that's had a lot of uh, things going on. 27 years old. Think back. If you're over 27, what were you doing at 27? I'm lucky I was here, made it through. Because at 27, I was not making any good decisions. How about y'all? Don't raise your hand too high. <laughs> if you didn't have to raise your hand, I was with you. <laughs> Both of us together were not making good decisions. But man, through God's grace and his mercy, he continues to cover us. How many know that it's nothing like a praying mama, a praying grandmama, praying friends, praying neighbors? I remember when I lived in Fox Hill, I lived beside uh, this family for 10 years. And they were, they were awesome. They tried everything to get me to go to church. They tried all types of stuff, every different thing like that. And, and, and I liked them. And it wasn't that I didn't want to go to church, but it wasn't on my calendar. Just being honest. You know, that's my only day off. See, I can say that now because I, I, that was me. But I hear it every week too, you know. And I'm not coming down on anybody. There's things that come up and different things like that. But that was not on my calendar. I was going to do this. Man, I played music all weekend. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't have to give that excuse to God. Hey, I was jamming. <laughs> I don't think that's going to cut it. But you know what? They never beat me down. They kept loving on me. They kept loving on me. And they kept speaking into my life. And man, when I finally got saved, you talk about, did they go, man, finally, they were rejoicing. See, a lot of times people say, I wonder what the neighbor's going to say. The neighbor's probably going to go, hallelujah, I've been praying for you. You know what I mean? But then the things that they had planted in my life started to grow and it started to make sense. And I started to see that's why they raise their kids like that. That's why they don't do this. That's why they do this. That's why they forgive like that. And all of those seeds that they had planted in my life started to bloom. Boom, 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 boom. I tell you what, you think back over your life. Thank the Lord for those people that God put in your life along the way. Now, I want to be one of those people. I want to be one of those seed throwers. I want to be one of those encouraging folks along the way. And yeah, a lot of times I want to see it bloom to a big tree day one. But it doesn't always happen. But what God showed me, it took a little while in your life, didn't it? It only took one second to be saved. One second. Boom, just like, Lord, I believe, come into my life. And then we walk and we walk and we grow. But I'm going to tell you what, that decision right there was the best decision I ever made. I've made a few good decisions, but none better than that. None more important than that. How about you? Let's keep on going. It doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor. Death doesn't doesn't look at your bank account and go, I better stay away from him. He's got a million in there. Doesn't matter. Right? What else? How about humble or proud? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. See, this is the common denominator. We're all going to die unless the Lord raptures us back. Right? And that'd be all right with me. I'll go out with the first load. How about you? Not a problem. But you know what? As much as I'm talking about death today, I'm really talking about life. I want you to see that I'm talking about life. How will we live today? How will we, what? Let's just go ahead. How will we look ahead? Are we looking ahead? Do we dread that? Are we looking ahead to grow in those things? I said, this life is more than just today, but you can make a choice today that will change your tomorrow forever. How about that? You can make a choice today that will change everything. So what, is, what do we want to do? We want to be prepared. When we look back, let me go back here. I'll pull it up here. I won't let you guys have to go back through that, but I want to look at something real fast. 
Verse 22 that I had up here. It says, finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to, to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. Now, I thought this was really kind of cool thing that I was listening to on this. When you die, will you be carried or will you just be buried? This is what I'm saying. This man, the poor man, he had the best pallbearers in town, didn't he? Look at that. The angels carried him to that place. The decisions that we make today impact that. Will we be carried into the presence of God or will we just be buried? And we know it's more than that. But I'm just saying that the only thing about those two words that are even close are that they rhyme. They're very different. You see what I'm trying to get out of this here. When we know the Lord Jesus Christ, when we put our faith and trust in the Lord, when we leave here, absent of the body present with the Lord. Amen. And let me tell you, you want to make sure all your family knows, your neighbors know, everybody that you can find that will listen will know, right? Because we want them to be carried into the presence of the Lord. And it's not about what they have, what they do, what they've done, anything else. It's about one thing. It's about that dividing line decision. Have you chose Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? Amen. Let's pick up a little speed here. Everybody doing good? Amen. All right. So what do we need to do? We need to listen to his word. Oh, man. I almost, that almost sounded like my mama talking right there. You know, it's funny. When you get older, you say stuff. You say, man, that sounds like my dad. That sounds like my mom. That sounds like somebody, that voice of reasoning, you know? And it's funny because at the time when you're growing up, you don't want to hear that, do you? I used to say this when, when somebody had me on the ropes. I said, man, come on, don't beat me up with the facts. <laughs> you know? The guys at work, said, you know we should do this, you know we should do this. And we looked at this and this and this, and I go, yeah, don't, don't beat me up with the facts. Because I know that's what we're supposed to do. I go, oh, man, we got to regroup, you know? But I tell you what, the fact is, we need to listen to God's word. Let's go back and dig into the scripture a little bit. All right. Now, when we go back and we talked about it a little bit, verse 31, it says, But Abram said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't, they won't be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. I said, isn't that amazing how right on point that is? I said, Jesus rose from the dead and people still want to doubt, debate, and kick, and scream. I said, but friends, look at this. If they won't listen to Moses and the prophets... It won't, they, if they won't receive the word of God to the power of salvation, that's not going to change anything, right? That's what the whole deal is. That's why Satan don't want you to know about the gospel. That's why he wants your Bible closed. That's why he don't want you to pass out Bible tracts because that is what God uses his word in us to change the world one life at a time. We're sharing that message. Keep on going here. Take a look at this. Romans 1.16, it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. God's word has already addressed everything we will deal with in life. Amen? Everything. You go, I don't know about that. I don't know about Open the word. There's somebody that's been through something very similar to you in that word of God. Amen? And if we look at that, we can look and learn from maybe their mistakes or maybe how God moved through that. You know, so let me tell you, you're not alone. If you're a believer, the spirit of God lives in you, right? And he will comfort us. He will give us wisdom. He will bring things to, to our, our minds and bring things back to our remembrance. So look at this. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. That's what changed my life. How about you? That's the only thing that will change your life. For eternity, that's it. So that's why, that's why the enemy comes in. 
in lies and say, well, it's the cross plus all your good works. That's not what the Lord said. It's about your attendance and how much you give. That's not what the Lord said. See, they'll take, see, Satan is so, oh man, he just wants to tweak it just a little bit. Just a little bit to get you off, get you off mark. And then next thing you know, how did I get over here? But I'm going to tell you what, I got good news. God is in the business of course corrections. Amen. He's in the business of course corrections. You ever need a course correction? You know, anybody got a GPS? And you go and you miss that turn. It's a recomputing, rerouting, you know, going back. Aren't you glad that they, they uh, have things out there now to come back? Because if you're driving with a map and this and that, and it's not the updated map. Let me tell you, God's word is a map for our life. And it's fully updated. It's ready to go. Right? It's a bestseller. Amen. I want you to hear that right now. Let's keep on going. All right. What else other scripture I want to share with you? First Corinthians 118. The message of the cross. Look at this. It's foolish to those who are heading for destruction, but we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. You ever share the gospel with somebody and they give you this? You know, they're just looking around everything else. But again, how many times did you have to hear it before it clicked? If it took a thousand times, I'm glad that maybe, you know, you were number 999. I'm getting closer to hearing it. But see, again, over and over and over, the enemy don't want the gospel preached. Every week, you hear the gospel message. Amen. And I didn't grow up in church. I didn't even go to church once when I was five, once when I was 30. You heard the story. But when I start going to church, I'm very thankful to have a church that, that where I got saved, they, they were on point with the gospel message. Right? This is the deal. So then I start playing music and I would go place and have the opportunity to play music. And that's what you did. You played music and you sat down and shut up. And that's what I did. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how all the church stuff worked. I didn't know, you know. But I did know this. When you're going about 45 places a year, you see some different things. You see some things that you go, okay. And you see some things and you go, what was that? But this is the deal. You got to look at the word. I remember the first time me and my buddy were playing. Uh, y'all haven't seen Alan in a while. I played guitar with this man for 20 years. Hair right down to here. Ponytail right there. Best guy you ever play guitar with. Knows the Lord. Great guy. Love the guy. And uh, we play music. And as soon as I'd walk in with Big Al. Hey, how you doing? And Alan come in there with that ponytail again. They started looking around. I thought, you got the same haircut Jesus had. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Well, we kept on going on in there. But then they start sizing us up, you know? And then when we start playing, playing guitar and Alan, we go, they go, ooh. You know, they're ready, they're ready. Who hired these guys, you know? But then when I sat down and they preached a really pretty message, I never forget. I was sitting there. And I went to this particular place. I'm not church bashing. I'm just saying the urgency of putting the gospel out. And they went through this whole message. And I didn't know at the time because I was freshly saved. I knew, I knew about three chords for Jesus. So I was going to do what I could. You know, he'll take you where you're at. And they were preaching. And the guy was coming to the end. And, and my insides were going, he's letting them go without telling them what they need to get to heaven. I'm oh, oh, man, I'm over here like this. I was like, what's up? Like a... I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm just a hired gun to play the guitar. That's what I'm going to do. 
But I said, I can play the song. I'll play the last song. We're switching songs. <laughs> this last song is going to have the gospel message all in it. The reason I say that is we can get so complacent and hear some real nice things and never hear the truth. See, I can tell you, hey, I'm going to have a great party. Everything's on me. Y'all come over at, at 2 o'clock. You're invited. Everybody's invited. You're invited. You're invited. Everything's good. Okay, see you later. But I never told you the address. There's a disconnect. See, when you're sitting there, you've got to have that path. You've got to know what's going on. Well, yeah, I think everybody's in here saying, well, I'm not going to take a chance at I don't know. Had a guy that led me to the Lord. You know what he told me? One of the best things he ever told me, he said, well, son, I got to keep preaching the gospel. I said, that's good. He said, because I only know one thing for sure. I only know one guy that's saved for sure. I said, what do you mean? He said, that's me. I don't know. I don't know what you've done in your life. This, this, this. I'm, I'm praying that you've asked the Lord in your life. But what he was saying, I'm not judging. I just know that you know what? There's more to need Jesus. Amen. So let's tie this back in. We go and, and they've got nice production. They've got this and everything else. I would hate to get and stand for the Lord and go, you never told my people. You never told them. Now, I don't know exactly how it's going to be, but I don't want that on my shift. How about you? I know, but I know you. Well, that's great. What did you do with my son? Did you just, you know, did you take this and you go, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know y'all were here. How y'all doing? Yeah. You just put this on like this. You just, you know, the weekend war for Jesus. And, and then Monday comes and you're, yeah, you're, you know, well, no, I'm not going to talk about that. This is kind of off topic, but I want you to hear this. So many times I hear people, well, business is business and religion is religion. Well, that may be true. But if you've got a relationship, because i got a relationship, how about y'all? It's going to be in my business. It's going to be in my house. It's going to be in, in my grocery line. It's going to be wherever. It's, that's what it's going to be. You know? Went to look at a car the other night. We're looking at a car. I'm looking all over there and everything else. I was talking to this guy and everything else. And uh, I went like this. And I, and I fell back like that. And the guy said, you all right? I said, no, I don't drink, man. I'm okay. I was just teasing with him. He's like, hey, you ain't test driving the car. Because <laughs> he probably thought, what's going on? Well, my good leg is good, but my, my left leg kind of went like that. And you know, I had to tell him. I said, man, God is so good. Right? He said, yeah. He said, you had your knee replaced? I said, yeah. And my partner loves the joke. He said, yeah, he hurt his leg river dancing. <laughs> He's always there to help, you know? Yeah. But it was another opportunity for me to tell about the prayers, about God, about how good God was. You know, I don't care what I'm doing. That was more important than anything else. You know, that was good. Whenever we could turn around and make the opportunity to point somebody to Jesus, I believe we're listening to God's word. Amen. So again, let's go back to this. The message of the cross seems foolish, right? To those who are heading for destruction, but we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. That's why the enemy don't want you to talk about Jesus. That's why he doesn't want you to give out gospel tracts. That's why, you know, he wants the Bible closed. Because that right there is what changes lives forever. Let's keep on going. And what did we say earlier? I mentioned this. I love the scripture. Said, Romans, says, Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Man, it's about listening to God's word and then applying it to your life. Today's decisions determines tomorrow's destiny. What are you hearing today? What is God speaking to you? Not what buddy's speaking to you. What is God speaking to you through this message today? You know, how will you live? Realize that death has no favorites. 
I think about this a lot, and I share this many times. If today was the last message that I had ever preached, would it have these components in it? Would it have the gospel in it? Amen. Would it have some, would you have an opportunity to receive that? Amen. Every time we get a chance, every time we get a chance, let's share God's love with his people. Now, when I say that, his people, his creation. See, a lot of times we just, well, yeah, yeah we'll share it with them. We won't share it with them. Look at the rich man and the poor man. That man, the rich man, had a whole lot of stuff. How many people got a full garage of stuff? You know, isn't that crazy? We live in a place, I was going down the road a while back, and I'm going, I'm going to my mom's, I'm thinking, well, there's one, there's two, there's three. Within a five-mile radius, there's like three, probably even more than that, three places I can name right out here that are for stuff. Now, I know you might be military, you might do this, you might have some transition, but we got places, we got so much stuff that we buy a place to put the stuff that we'll never use in, the storage places, right? They're storing that stuff up, you know, and then you, you don't want to let it go. <laughs> I get to thinking about this. On my desk at work, I have this amazing thing. I think it was a turtle. Thomas made me this little cement turtle. His legs broke off, so I'll glue it back on next week. It's sitting up there. But that means something to me, right? I realize some stuff is more of you just want to hold on to it because there's some great memories, you know? It's not about it's not worth this or that. It's, that's, that's neat. And people will come and look at that on my desk, right? And they go, oh, you got one of those too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I go, yeah. They go, I think mine's a fish. You know, really? You know, or something like that. But it's because it's the heart behind the gift. I'm not saying toss those things or whatever like that. But there's a lot of stuff that we put in our garage. There's a lot of stuff that we drag around on our back that we need to let go. And that's the dividing line so many times. That we try to carry all this stuff on our own, try to carry it on over to the next day. We try to fix it ourselves. And I want to tell you what, God says, leave it all behind. Leave it all behind and trust in him. So, you know, when we look at those things in our life, when I leave this place, I want to be empty. I mean, I want to go like this, still pointing to Jesus, you know? And you say, oh, isn't it? No, I'm, I'm telling you, that's it. I've said it many times. I don't care if they put anything on my, to- my tombstone. Put soul winner. And then put some, a, 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 one of these verses on there if we can swing it. If not, just go out and put a Bible track on it. You know, whatever. Even when I leave, I want to leave something behind that will transform somebody's life forever for the good. And you know what that is? That's pointing to Jesus. That's the whole thing. So it doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, short, tall, fat, thin, whatever. There's a mission for us, right? There's a mission for us. It's reaching people for Christ. So let's go back to this again. As we get ready to close, I said, it's not a rich man versus a poor man thing. It's do you know Jesus? It's do you know Jesus? Today we covered a lot of ground. We went through the scriptures and we see a a, a life that was very different. But we also see an ending of a life that's very different. But I'm going to tell you what. Today, right now, right where you are, you can make a decision that will change everything in your life. You say, well, that's, that's good. How do I do that? Well, you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about it in just a minute. But also, you can choose today to make a choice today that you're not going to let the enemy ride your back. That you're not going to live in fear. That you're not going to live 
with, with just all this condemnation because, you know, the Bible says, therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. I pray today's message is freeing for you. I pray today, today's message is energizing you today. Who is it that God's put in your life, in your heart, at work, at home, your neighbor, that you know what? You know, you know that you might be the only Jesus they see. You might be the only Bible they see. You might be the only one bold enough to share the gospel. I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what. I know that the Lord has put his spirit in each one of us that are believers. And he has called us. He's given us a mandate, man. Go therefore, right, into all nations. He wants us to share the greatest love story ever told. You ever notice when some people just, when, they, when they're just wounded, they're just, just drawn back and they feel like they're so lonely. Let me tell you what. The gospel message will fill your heart. It will change your life. It will change your spiritual destination. And it doesn't have an expiration date on it. It's not old news. It's good news. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. And I know, Lord, that you know what? Sometimes I'm like, there is that dividing line. We just can't say, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with them and that's the way it goes. And I don't have a voice. We have a voice. Lord, you have empowered us with your spirit. You've empowered us and trusted us with your word, Lord. Help us to be disciple makers. Lord, help us to preach that word of God. And you know, I know, Lord, when we say preach, sometimes people say, I'm not a preacher. Lord, just show us how to point to you. And we do that with your word. We do that with your son. And Lord, help equip us as a church body to be ready, to be diligent about sharing your love, your forgiveness, your grace. So today I ask you, when you take your last breath, are you sure that your spiritual destination for eternity is that of what Jesus Christ. You can know, you can know, and it's by calling on the name of Jesus. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Let me help you with this. There is only one way, and it's through the name of Jesus. It's calling on Jesus Christ, the perfect sacrifice, who takes away the sin of the world. But you got to ask him and you got to receive him. So if that's you today, just pray, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Help me to, to just walk this out, Lord. I believe you're the son of God. Lord, save me. And if you're here today and you feel like I've done that, and I know that I'm secure in him, but there's still some waves coming in my boat. There's still some rocking. Uh, there's some tough things. I want to pray for each one of us. Not you, us. I'm in that boat too. Lord, strengthen us. Help us to see that you are the stiller of the storm, Lord. Help us to see that, that even when things look tough, you're tougher. When it looks like there's no way that you're the way out. And that you never leave us, Lord. I pray each one that hears this message, whether it's today or later on the internet or wherever it may be. Lord, speak to that person that's listening now. Because you know what? The dividing line is approaching every day, every day, every day. But we can know when we choose Jesus that we are secure in you, that we are sealed with your spirit. So, Lord, today we thank you 
for your saving message of, of Jesus Christ, for the grace you give and the forgiveness that you've given to us. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.